Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. My name is Jared Truby on the co-mic with me. It's uh, freaking <laughs> Chris Baca, dude. dude. We're, just, we're co-parenting on these mics. co-miking. <laughs> Feedback. The Co-Mitch. Unleash the Fury. Today. Feedback. They definitely say. have seen this card before. Ah, that's a classic intro from yours truly. Would you read this for us? I just got denied. No stairway. Denied. All right, here we go, since Wiser wouldn't read it. Hey, thanks for making the card, though. Appreciate that. Thanks I can't for believe you're wearing a Santa Cruz hoodie. It doesn't feel very on brand for you. It's tough to be on brand. We have talked a lot about consistency, standards, and maintaining your culture. Update. But no one is perfect, and that level of alignment doesn't come overnight. Mm. An organization's ability to grow and improve is only as good as its ability to communicate and adapt, and feedback is a hard but necessary part of growth. Three questions. <laughs> How do you give feedback up, down, and across your team? What topics are off limits when it comes to giving feedback? Are there any? Any tips for having hard conversations? Well, let's just jump right into it, eh there, boss? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Just start right off with just some sweet bangers into the episode. We're not going to give us any icing for this cake. We're going straight to the meat and taters. Um, <clears throat> How easy is it to give feedback? The answer? Not very. It's not very easy. No. I mean, giving feedback is like having any kind of... Well... Mm, 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 I know, mm, I know. Mm. Just they give it to you right off the bat, and you're like, "Cool, popcorn question answer, right quick." So, how, like, how and in what context are almost different questions? So that's something true. that we talk about a lot, which makes giving feedback easier, even though it's still challenging, is doing it in the context of your values. Yeah, you know, if you have a clearly defined mission and values, we talk about this all the time. Have you heard this one before? Have you heard this one before? You can structure your feedback in the context of the value. So it's not, that helps you avoid these weird things where it's like, you're doing something wrong. Right. Okay, why is that wrong? It just is. Mm. It just is. And some things are, some things are simple, you know, if there is, um, if someone misses a step in an established workflow, like you missed a step in your barista workflow, that's not a super hard feedback conversation. Pretty that's straightforward. Like, hey, um, you actually didn't tamp that puck. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make sure we tamp. So Gotta do that. <laughs> so we don't get any channels or anything. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like that's that's easy. But when it comes to cultural things, it can be really hard to describe why and what happened. Yeah, it's, it's probably wise as well to start, uh, set an expectation that you will receive feedback. We do that in orientation uh, here at Cat and Cloud. We make sure everybody expects to get feedback. Now, that doesn't actually make it easier on the person or the team members per se, but it does make sure that it allows you to kind of like meet the, have the rubber meet the road. And I think there's a difference between many companies talk a lot about how things work in orientation and they don't follow through in the, in the actual setting of the work. So there's something to be said about, um, you put that expectation on the table to get going, <clears throat> you deliver it with the values, like you said, and then it, when it comes at least, there's, there is no way, I think, for a, a new team member to not get a little spike of adrenaline. Even the people giving feedback at times, you're going to get a little spike of adrenaline. Hey, this could be a little bit of a conflict. I have to say something. That's going to happen. But the nice news is that we've you've kind of set the table for that, and people are expecting to hear feedback. That doesn't necessarily, though, 
mean that the feedback is going to be either received well or even delivered well. And that's a whole other conversation, right? Yeah. Telling somebody that they're going to expect feedback and then giving them feedback that belittles them and the way you speak to them in some capacity, you know, changes the game dramatically, even if the way you deliver that feedback or what you're delivering that feedback for and the performance you're trying to manage, like if you're trying to go still to the same true north, the way you deliver that feedback is really crucial. And that becomes mm -hmm. a little bit of an art as well. Yeah. I think the setting, setting them up in orientation is just so helpful. And it you're is. right. It doesn't necessarily make it any easier, but at least it's expected. Right. Because what we say is basically some version of there's, there's, there's this little push pull that happens in orientation, which is kind of fun. Cause on one end, one of the things that I like to mention is like, Hey, we know you're not here for this, but here's the real truth. This is not the easiest job you've ever had. Like yeah. if you came here and wanted to just coast, this isn't the place for you. And we don't think you're those people or you wouldn't be here anyway. Right. Um, but there's a lot, there's a whole lot of jobs you could have that are way more easy than this one. Mm -hmm. And then that sets the stage for the feedback play, which is like, you're going to have and get a ton of feedback here, more than you've probably had at any other job ever. So yeah. just be ready for it. And it's not all negative. Some mm -hmm. of it's constructive and some of it is fixing problems, but there's, you know, feedback doesn't have to be a negative thing. I think positive or constructive feedback is something that's ignored in a really, really big way. It's a really powerful tool. I think that one's, and so I think that's maybe some of the art too is finding ways to motivate people to do better and, and balancing that with the positive feedback so that there's a, there's a clear difference between being overly positive and that toxic positivity, which, you know, we, mm -hmm. if you don't coach to that and you don't teach and even learn in general yourself, ourselves, how to deliver feedback and recognize there's a difference between trying to gas everyone up by just saying, yeah, it's all awesome all the time. Yeah. And, and that difference between that and giving the good feedback while knowing that you need to give positive reinforcement for growth. I, I'd say that's the, maybe the art and one of the biggest challenges of all of this is the human propensity to lean towards negativity or the what's wrong and fix it. Like, I, I think it's just, I'm reading one of the weird many books I'm reading is like Coach Wooden. He's like, he's oh, yeah, super John Wooden. Yeah. yeah. And he's got that. UCLA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have you read he's, his book? Um, it's no, just like a but bunch I've, of little I've read a bunch things. of articles. Like he's like a G. Yeah. Yeah. He's totally yeah. a G and he's really super old school. And you can tell like majorly fundamentalist, but also a really wise dude. And he's like, he has these little sections in there where it's just like, because the book is really small chapters of stuff. You could basically, you don't necessarily have to read it front to back, but they'll be like, Life's puzzles that are hard to figure out or something like that. And it's like, why is it that we know we need to focus on the positives and growth, but all we focus on is the negative? Yeah. I and think it's challenging because it's a human, it's something that we do. So that's, that's something that we need to recognize in feedback is looking for the real applicable positive growth moments, even when they're small and you're not rewarding them, but you're physically saying, I see you and you're moving in the right direction mm -hmm. and encouraging positivity on the other side of what might feel like a critical feedback conversation, you know, reinforcing maybe a relationship or reinforcing that it's not 
you're not giving the feedback to bring someone down by any means. You are holding them accountable, right? But it's it's being on the same team. And I think so. so when you're talking, I'm reminded that you know you can't just be like you're crushing it. It's like on both ends of the spectrum, specificity matters. If yeah. you're going to either praise someone or give them feedback, you need to be able to describe exactly what's going wrong and exactly how they can fix it, or at least invite them to contribute how they can fix it. But you don't want this vague, like, you're doing a great job, or things aren't really good. I mean, we've all, uh, I'm getting all, no, get, get, I'm get, getting get, all hyped get, up, because I think everyone's had a performance review where let's say you have some sort of scale, whatever, arbitrary scale, say right. it's zero so out of 10, yeah, right? Or one through five, and they're like, okay, cool, yeah, Chris, um, yeah, I gave you a three, and you're doing pretty good, but there's just a few things, you know, we could work on. And if you keep putting in the work, you'll get better. Okay, well, this is barista competitions, no, actually. This, this yeah, barista completely reminds me of barista this. competitions to where you have this feedback. Yeah, there's no good feedback. You got this zero to six scale and espresso. What is a six in espresso world is this big, huge mystery. No one can really clearly define it, even though there's a standard on the score sheet. So one of the most common questions that I would ask every time I did a routine, I would go to the judges. Let's say I got four, four and a half, whatever. What I want to know is, okay, this was four. How do I bring it from a four to a six? And no one could answer that question in any helpful way. I wonder if they can now. I hope so. Sure do too. Because if I, you don't, I really hope so. And you're listening, you should but figure it out. That's not too different from what most people get in the workplace or at least no i agree you know where it's like okay i'm at a three how do i get to a five right. we just well, don't give just, that number you know just just tr just try harder yeah and sometimes oh i got a lot of things going on in my brain right now i mean um, you just translate it to everything so it gets wild up there yeah i'm just like connecting the dots oh say let's go back to specificity so you owe it to your employees or you know, if you're communicating up the chain to your boss, if you're bringing up an idea, you want to be as specific as possible. You want to be really clear and you want to avoid these things that are really common that you only do because you're uncomfortable, like a compliment sandwich. Nobody wants to tell somebody bad oh, news, gosh. right? So what's the best way to do it? Maybe I can pretend that Make it's not patronized. actually feedback. Hey, Jer, you're doing a great job. But there's just this thing that went really wrong. But overall, you are kicking ass, man. Yeah. And this is really nice. Jared's like, am I doing good or am I not doing good? Or so this just doesn't feel authentic at all? I don't really I don't, understand I don't what's like we're happening. Having a conversation. Are you telling me we're good or are you telling me I need to improve? I don't know. Um, Give him a compliment sandwich. <laughs> Give him a compliment sandwich. It's going to be sick. It's, I had a boss that gave me a compliment sandwich. We both know who this is. And I had to tell her. I was like, hey, I'm not 12 years old. So if I'm doing something wrong, you can just tell me, and a that's fine. A sandwich is just like white bread, plain cheese, white bread. Enjoy the dry smack. With like some dude. shitty craft <laughs> Not even anything. That's just it. Like slather. <laughs> that's a compliment sandwich. You get it one American cheese good. and two white breads from Rainbow, <laughs> and that's what you're going to do. It's pretty amazing. There's no nutrients in there, everyone. That's what I'm trying to say. No nutrients, and you can't absorb anything, okay? That's a health crossover. Welcome. You're right, though. You got to be able to. Well, okay. Here's the thing about that. If you're going to establish a culture where feedback is meaningful and necessary, you actually what you're doing with a compliment sandwich is you're you are painting a picture 
of how you want people to behave. And so that's the thing with us here is we're not by any means saying that we, Chris, Jared, Charles, the ownership group are like perfect at this, but we are saying we're trying to go in a direction and the direction we're going is building professionals and human beings who are going to be in a better place because they associated with us in the work that we do. And so if we were to come in and be like, yeah, we give feedback here. Here's how you do it. You walk in and you find something nice about, dude, I really like your pants. And you like make sure that you butter them up real good. And then you tell them the one thing, hey, I noticed, I noticed you don't like, your espresso is not dialed in. But like, you know what? It's cool because I love those pants. Remember that about this conversation. And it's like, that's obviously ridiculous what I'm saying in general, but it's not far off of not what you're really. setting a precedent for. So you could come in and do that. Or you could say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Like, there is something that you do that is challenging and it affects whatever you're doing. You could call it if you're the, the flow of the cafe, the team you're working with, whatever. You don't need to like pepper them with all the reasons that it's like ruining the day. You're like, hey, it's affecting us in this way. Here's what we agreed to. You know, can we talk about that? Can you speak to that? And you can allow them to speak to it. It doesn't have to be like, I saw you, you're wrong. We need to do this. You allow them to speak to it. Maybe it's they forgot. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they do need coaching. They do need uh, like follow-up on how-tos. There, there's, a, there's a myriad of different things that happens. When, you, when you're working in a complex business that we're working on in, there are a lot of things to learn. And we do our best to build, and we consistently work on this, build training that is long and repetitive so that you don't have to remember everything out the gate and be perfect. And I think a lot of jobs don't do this as well. So we allow space for people to fail. Mistakes are okay here. So if you're giving feedback, you can, you can deliver all that. Hey, this is how it's working. This is how it's affecting everybody. What do you think? You know, and hopefully with time and maybe in a perfect world, right out the gate, the person feels comfortable enough to have a conversation about it. They can either own it, which is one of our values, and display that. Like, oh, yeah, man, that's my bad. Honestly, I was, I was being lazy. They don't even have to say that necessarily. But, like, if they know they're being lazy, like, you know what? That's my bad. Thanks for holding me accountable. I got it. They could be like, you know what? I am actually unclear as to what the recipe is. And then the person can be like, oh, cool. Here's the recipe sheet. Here's where we follow up. Let's, cut, let's touch base. And you have a teaching moment then. It's a great opportunity for training again. Oh, and by the way, like, what's, what, is, what are the components of the answer? And why is it named the answer? Do you remember that? And those things all consistently rebuild to our overall mission, which is to inspire a connection by creating a memorable experience. And that's where you as a leader or a team member can utilize feedback to still push to a, a better place in general. And again, the person may respond positively. If they don't respond positively uh, and, and it's not an easy conversation, that doesn't mean you get to back off. You just get to say, hey, great. Well, I see you. Here is the standard. Here's what we're setting out to do. And here's how it affects people when you don't do it. So can we agree? Can I see this change? And I'd like to see it change by and give them a time frame. For me, for me, I think that's really key too, depending on what it is. Some things need to get changed immediately forever. And some things are like, hey, we need to build a habit. And if it needs to be a habit, then you can kind of set a timeline there and as a leader, follow up and make change happen. So I know I spoke a lot to feedback, but I'm also speaking a little bit, I understand, of performance management. They're not, They're not different, different, though. They're it's the just same. The, the, yeah, like the word feedback, I think. I, yeah, and that's it. They're, they're the same thing. Feedback so, is this loaded word where if exactly. you say feedback and people immediately think negative. You're right. 
and people shy away from it because they think awkward they think breaking up with my high school girlfriend they think all these things oh my gosh i don't know and feedback and performance management performance management are indeed the same where it's you have a goal you have an aim you have a standard and when things don't work to achieve that goal when things get out of spec and don't live within the standard you have to make sure that you reinforce the standard and it's not about getting that person in trouble. It's about better serving the people who you hope to serve. Yeah. So if someone's doing something, you know, let's take seven steps of service. If someone is blowing it on the seven steps of service, having a conversation with them about, hey, here's, you know, like, what are the seven steps of service? Can you run me through them real quick? You know? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. You're missing this one part right here. And this is super important because, you know, giving the why is super helpful that helps it feel like you're not just coming down on them. And it's not about getting that person in trouble or writing someone up. It's about, hey, if we do this super, super well, the people come in and the door feel taken care of. Right. Like everything in service of the guest. And then like if we're pointed at amazing guest service, then the employee also benefits from that too because now they have a deeper understanding of okay here's how we can connect with people better here's how we can serve people better so everyone's kind of growing in tandem yeah so it's not like a drop the hammer on you kind of thing that's mm -hmm. not what it is so there really is no difference between feedback and performance management yeah i think people in cultures that don't have that don't give and receive regular feedback because it's such a loaded word people shy away from it. So these little simple things that would be relatively easy feedback, because mm -hmm. it's just like anything else, you build the muscle. If you've never given feedback before, it's gonna be awkward. Right. You're, gonna you're gonna feel weird. And by the way, just because you feel weird when you're delivering feedback doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's, it can totally feel weird and land, just because, like you said this already, but just because the person receiving it doesn't respond positively, that also doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It also doesn't mean that they're not going to be receptive. Mm -hmm. They maybe just, maybe they, they might they've process never, time. yeah, exactly. Like, just like you've never given feedback, maybe they've never actually received serious feedback in the workplace. So they're just like, whoa, um, I'm thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's that. Like, hang well, on. And they might need space to just remember, like to even feel like, to allow the nerves to settle and be like, oh yeah, cool. I actually am like, emotionally and mentally safe from hearing that i'm like nothing bad's going to happen right. to me right i'm like, not in trouble yeah i'm not actually in trouble and even if i am kind of in trouble i'm not like in trouble like in a way where it's gonna like ruin me i'm yeah. gonna be okay everything's fine for most things it's not i'm not getting fired you yeah. know it's not zero to a hundred and and that i think you know we're not we're not in a culture where it feels okay for that as as a in as a, in general yeah so if you <laughs> don't if you don't have that kind of a culture and you're squeamish about those things then you know little thing happens ah, it feels more painful to talk about it i'm just going to let it go yeah okay another little thing happens ah yeah i don't know da, da, da. and then over time you've let 10 or 15 things go and since we've established that feedback and performance management are really the same, now you have a person on your team who is just way off the standard because you haven't stepped in because you haven't felt comfortable enough saying, hey, maybe like this. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Right. Um, then that, that first feedback, you don't want it to be like a hammer to the head. Oh, guess what? You're doing 38 things wrong exactly. and you got to fix all this right now or you're fucked. And it's like, 
that's not fair. No, that's not fair at all. Stress level is high for everyone. Right. And your stress level is going to be super high too. Yeah. Because now, oh gosh, you've avoided this thing forever. And now you got to really drop the hammer. It just doesn't feel good. So mm. getting the small reps in, it's like lifting the light weights, you know, it's like doing the body weight stuff. Like, cool. I'm just building the muscle, building yeah. the muscle, making it happen. Then, because it's not just, there's the, there's the performance management side of it, but the, every time you give feedback, you're building a relationship, right? You know, you're building trust. It's, there's communication involved. You're building rapport with this person. And yes, you can build rapport and give constructive feedback or mm -hmm. negative feedback. And if you've gotten and received a bunch of feedback from this boss and you know that they're in the right zone, it's like, yeah, I trust Jared. Yeah, Jared tells Jared's the kind of guy who tells me when I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. And I actually appreciate that. Maybe the first time he said something, I was caught Probably. off guard. But yeah. now he's touching base on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. I feel actually very seen in my work. I know that my work matters because someone's giving me feedback on right. it. It's not like I come to work, clock in, do this thing, clock out without anybody ever saying anything to me because that would just make me feel like a cog in a wheel, which is where most people are sitting. Yeah. So you're building trust and rapport. And then if you need to have some of those bigger, more gnarly conversations, it's actually way easier. Hey, it's Wiser here again to tell you about the coffee you could get from us at Cat and Cloud. Are you looking for something to wean your parents off those oily beans that they buy from Costco in bulk? You should check out Night Shift. It's our house coffee that's meant to replicate the classic coffee profile with darker, full-bodied flavors. So if you want a coffee your parents will love and you'll be happy to drink every time you visit, check out Night Shift. How about getting a different coffee every time? Check out our coffee subscriptions, where every two weeks we offer a different single-origin coffee from our menu, so that you can always be trying something new. You can set up your subscription to get coffee on whatever schedule you'd like. Or, if you just want the same thing every time, we have that too, as you can get all of our house coffees on subscription as well. And speaking of parents, I have my dad on one. He's a local legend around the roastery, as every time a new bag of Night Shift shows up on his doorstep, he thinks it's magic. So be the hero we all know you are by upgrading your parents' coffee game. And check out subscriptions at catandcloud.com. Also, call your parents. Say hello. It's nice to build a culture where you're not the only one doing it, too. If you're the only one, you know, or one of the only ones in a larger company who give feedback you've got an opportunity to include people. And that's, I think, where you can build culture through feedback and you can build some relationship and pass the accountability on. And I think that there's kind of a gift some of the people I've seen here do it is you include the person you're giving feedback in with like the training and the opportunities of the, the bigger cafe or company at large. So it's, say you, you give them feedback on their performance. Let's just say they are taking too long to close because they are not following some protocols like hey there's this the way we do things is set up to be done in such a way and it, it protects the the time of the day so you don't have to be here for a long time you teach them about that and you say hey and if you ever see anybody else doing that could you help me by by holding them accountable too just remind them of it too as you're doing it just know you're not alone and include your team in it yeah that's a good one you know we i had a great and it was all and again this was positive feedback there's this person who works in in the swift street cafe named emilio and they have a really amazing attitude and we were talking about he, he, they were interviewing for a position that they didn't get right now uh and 
in that conversation, they were talking about noticing one of our opportunities as a company is to share and remind people that the impact that we're having is huge. One of the opportunities that we have, right, is to remind people that, hey, when we're really, really busy and it feels like we're maybe swamped behind the counter, that the reason we're so busy is because we do meaningful work and people want to come here. And it was one of the, it was like a really amazing and powerful perspective. And I'm like, yes, that's it. And he's seeing that. And I'm like, hey, as you're going through your days, if you ever can find yourself a moment when we're busy and, and he, he had kind of self-adjusted in this way, he's like, it'd be cool if, if I could help people see that. And I'm like, well, you can because you, you're thinking about it. So now's your chance. You don't have to do it all the time, but just find a time where you're slammed back there and you say, hey guys, pull them over. You don't have to even take more than five seconds. Be like, check it out. We are doing something that matters so much that we are slammed right now. And the work that each of us are doing from each of our positions is really impacting all these people and we should feel good about it. And to me, when you have somebody using the right kind of voice in your company, it, we, we all know that anybody can be a leader from any direction and place. But that is such a leadership opportunity for them to, exper to express through the team. And that's culture building. Then everybody else hears that and they hear it from somebody that is a peer. And there is a lot of beauty in peer-to-peer in -peer morale building. You know, I mean, you sort of expect it at times, especially when you're younger in the workplace, to hear feedback, to hear performance management from the leaders because that's what their job is. Here at Cat and Cloud, I think it is different, and I think it feels a lot better than most places to get it. But at the same time, when you're building that culture so that everybody or the majority of the people are leaning into what we do in a special way, that's really what paints the picture and allows for any company, no matter where you are, to become successful on any, any higher level. It allows for space for potential really in that way. And, and if you don't have that, it still can work. Obviously there's a bunch of cafes and businesses that are fine. You are all <laughs> fine. We They're fine. The, and maybe more yeah. than fine. Maybe They're they make fine. a lot of money. Maybe they, they provide for a certain level of people, but there's a feeling associated with this kind of work that I'm talking about that people genuinely smile and they feel warm and they, they wake up ready and willing to go to a place of work where it's like my day matters. And that's kind of been, you know, part mm -hmm. of the, the background of our mission consistently from the beginning is I want, I want my day to day to matter. Cause I don't want to wake up and go to hollow work and be hollow at home and feel like I just wasted hours of my time. <laughs> I just went on a rant, but it's, it's true. Like you can take that feedback conversation and turn it into culture building as well. well. Beca yeah. Because with no feedback, then your work for sure feels hollow because then you're back to what i was describing earlier which is you come to work no one says anything to you how can you tell if you're making a difference or not how do yeah. you know if all the hard work matters like you have no there's there's no feedback for right. it you know so you're just like cool clock in clock out eight hours is gone i'm not sure what happened but i did something yeah and mm. not everybody's going to be able to live in flow state at work and have like their favorite their favorite thing happening all day where you could just, you know, there are those people who get lucky, maybe some of it's professional athletes, whatever it is, where they get to do the thing that they love more than anything all day long. There's still going to be work that goes into that, but like you're, it's, I don't think anybody does nobody what they gets love all endless day long. Motivation. Yeah. It's like even an athlete, it's what do they do? You know, well, no, they like, have to practice game time is yeah. epic. Right. Right. 
but how much off time goes into making game time work? Yeah, it's like, does anybody really like shooting 500 free throws? Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Totally. After you've been in the league for a couple of years, do you really want to go to the gym again? You know, right. maybe no, I it's, got that paycheck. I'm on like, yeah, right. It feels sure. There's a certain amount of actually there's not, you know, you see, I wanted, I wanted to say there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with that lifestyle, but not really. You're still you, on the road. You, you really got to pay the games. piper. You know yeah. what I mean? Because if you slack at all, yeah. at all, you're on the fucking bench. Dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you're you're not. Yeah. yeah. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to skip in the gym. So it's like, sure. Maybe it seems like a nice thing. Oh, I'm going to the gym. It's like, yeah, you're working real hard. Yeah real real hard mm. you know just to be in the league at all and if you want to be one of the greats forget about it that's your whole life everything else suffers to make that one thing possible true, and that's man. just real and right. i think that applies to everybody's work you mm. know there's so many things that we do that we just don't want to do like i don't want to do it and it yeah. was like that since day one since oh, i really want to be a barista do i love cleaning the toilet nope but yeah. that's what we do totally. cool do i want to mop the floor nope but that's what we have to do. Do I want to unpack this order? Nope. But doing those things allows me to do the thing that I really love, mm. right? That allows me to have that time behind the bar. And, you know, maybe out of an eight-hour shift, I only get a couple hours behind the bar actually interacting with the coffee. And it's worth it. Doing yeah. all those other things are worth it. Right. So even the superstars have to pay, have to pay the piper. Yeah, no doubt. So then there's like the, are any, uh, are there any things that are off limits? And it's like, yeah, the legal stuff I think is off limits in terms of feedback conversation. What's off limits. I think I'm just like, if he's going to ask that question, what would be off limits? Anything that you maybe haven't established that you're going to give feedback for, I think setting the expectation is pretty wise. Again, like you're not going to talk about cultural or performance management, then I don't know. I mean, what is there? Some personal stuff? Like you could technically like there's there's laws around that that are gonna be like state to state. So I think you I know. think in terms of workplace performance and culture, I don't think anything's off the table. Right. I think if you're seeing something or feeling something that doesn't seem quite right, the best thing to do is to try to figure it out. Right. You know, what you don't want to do is make assumptions as to why that's happening. It's, mm. So maybe it's nothing's off limits, but how you approach it might be off limits. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> you know? That's fair. You know what? That's, yeah, it's a trip. Like, I know you haven't gotten into the Ted Lasso thing. They do such a good job. You know, so much of that shows there's built in, it's built in psychology, but there's a lot about feedback and how you treat people. And so there's, in the later seasons, like there's a whole, whatever a thing happens. And one of the coaches isn't with the other coaches, but the way he approaches head coaching is like very much the opposite of how Ted Lasso does it. And they're both successful, but one of them gives feedback and treats people one way. And then Ted Lasso does it another way. And there's so much to do in, in Ted Lasso about learning and creating a culture. And like one of the, one of the things that happens is they're playing against this team. They really want to beat them. And two of the coaches, well, they have this this tape that they know would like rev up their team and get their team super angry and hyped about the other team. Like, we're going to kill them. And it's up to Ted Lasso to make the decision to show it to them or not. And he decides not to before the game and they're losing one nothing. And he has to do something at halftime at the half to like talk to the the owner. And the two coaches are like, well, what do we say to him? He's all surprised me. And he comes in and they've showed him the tape and the whole team is just redlining pissed. 
and they go out on the field and end up playing a really shitty second half because they're angry. They foul a lot. A bunch of guys get kicked out. It's like personal. And then the two coaches are sitting there who made that call at the end, and they're just so bummed at themselves. And they're like, they want Ted to yell at them. They're like, can you just yell at us? Can you just tell us we did a shitty job? All that stuff. And he goes, you made a call. It was the bad call. It wasn't the right call. There's a lot of football to play this season. And they're like, can you just fucking tell us we did a horrible job? And he's like, you tried something on. It didn't fit. Like, you learned. Let's go get him later. And he just walks out. And they're like, that fucking guy. And they're just so <laughs> mad because they like, no, but he's just, it's that whole thing. It's like, you tried something and we know it. And you're on the coaching staff. Like, you're trusted to try some shit. And that's one way to give feedback. Whereas the other guy literally makes a team, like, dude, stand on the dumb, dumb line when he makes a mistake. He's like, stand there, dumb, dumb. And hopefully no other dumb, dumbs come down this line and make a mistake <laughs> like this dumb, dumb does. What a dumb, dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking amazing. Dude. Still just uh, peppering it in there. It's a great, great show. If you haven't seen it, everybody, go but check Weiser it out. Weiser on the dumb, dumb line for yeah. not reading his card. Weiser, us. dude, you want to go on the, Weiser is on the dumb, 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 dumb line? line for not reading the intro for us. That's what it is. <laughs> Any tips? Around? I think we've covered this. I feel Having pretty hard good. conversations? Yeah, here's one that people don't really acknowledge. You have to be honest. Mm. Be as honest as you possibly can. With a compliment sandwich isn't going to work out. Get it out there. Get it out there. Right. You don't have to make someone feel like shit, but you do have to be honest. You know, that's all. Yeah. I think there's something. Um, there's even a way to have this kind of, it's a feedback conversation without even performance managing. And it's just sharing like a feeling. Like if you, if you have a thing, this is maybe is where you could have a peer to peer where somebody used a tone that made you feel a certain way or whatever. It's like you can pull them aside and you can say, hey, you know, I know you don't even have to say what you know. You can be like, hey, you mentioned something to me earlier. And even if it was in line with everything, right? Like, hey, you've been performance managed. You know exactly what you're supposed to do. They were right. But the way they talked to you made you feel a certain way. It's like, hey, I just want to let you know that, like, I hear what you said, but the, it made me feel a certain way. And I don't, it didn't feel good to me. And that's all. I just need to share that with you. I don't necessarily need anything different from you, but just know that, like the way it came across and the way it was like, I didn't feel good about that. And so I just need to say something that is, that's also a feedback conversation peer to peer. That's fine. It's good. Even it builds a relationship. You're not telling them they did anything wrong. You say, Hey, it made me feel weird. And then they get to say something back or not. But if nothing else, you like got it off your chest and mm. that's, that's mature and wise too. Cause there's going to be times where you're not going to be able to see eye to eye on everything. Cause that's life and that's human beings. But you can just say that and then it's then you don't have to go home and live with it for the day and you don't have to maybe stew on it or and or you don't have to assume the other person did or did not do anything, you know, with ill regard. Mm -hmm. So I think there's an opportunity for feedback to be protective of yourself and, and almost therapeutic in that way. So I, I'd give you. Where do you draw to. the line on that one, though, I wonder? It's like how, you know, like, because some people are much more sensitive than other people. Yeah. So how do you calibrate someone who, it's like, motherfucker, every time I say something to this person, they're like, yeah. you know, that made me feel a little weird. That made me feel a little this. That made me feel a little that. And it's like, okay, at some point, cool. Yeah, maybe you need to get something off your chest. But at, on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, hey, every time I say something, you're tripping out. Yeah, yeah. 
I, maybe don't tell me next time. I don't fucking care. And I'm being harsh here. No, but I'm, I think that's where you find your way to a person who's a cultural fit or not. And you can either include or not include geez. leadership in that context, right? Because we've experienced people like that who no matter what you say, it's always like they feel slanted. Right. So I'd almost encourage you to start that conversation peer to peer or wherever you're doing it, because then, you know. And there will be, there will be, hopefully at first, and almost always there is, an attempt at, like, a reparation. There's always an attempt at, well, if, okay, cool, like, I hear you, I thought about it, like, could you say it like this or that? And then you get the chance, somebody gets the chance to, like, communicate differently, or, or things go away. And if they don't go away, and if it is always consistently like, man, every time we talk, it's a big problem, then, then either you can include leadership and we'll find our way or you find out that the person just isn't going to be a fit. And that's where we're back to the beginning, which is if you set an expectation for feedback, for accountability, for people, you know, I mean, we have values, you know, that revolve around things like teamwork and ownership. If, if they're not doing any things, they're not pursuing better in their career here, then you've got values based, um, what is it? Information, I guess, would be the word. Facts that are like, hey, this isn't this isn't necessarily the best place for you because you're not willing to work with us and each other to improve the experience. Mm. And but you're gonna find they, that out one way or the other. But maybe they are. Like maybe they are. They're just. Let's say you're working. Let's say we're working together. Yeah. And you're a great worker. Sure. You do everything you need to do. But for some reason, you have a little bit of a sensitive streak. Sure. And we're working bar together. And I'm like, hey, I need two. Yeah three gallons of milk from the back and you're like hey man the way you said that right. it just made me feel a little weird i'm like cool i didn't mean anything by it yeah we're good and then the next day i'm like Same i need thing. two eye setups and you're like hey the way you it just didn't you know and right. so it's like you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing right maybe you're just for some reason everything's hitting you in a negative like way like where does the ownership come in versus if i'm like i don't feel like i'm being harsh at all yeah I don't really feel like I need to change anything. I'm within spec sure. and it's more about you. When do you stop bringing it up and look inward and say, okay, on one end, there's something to expressing my feelings. On the other end, there's something to acknowledge it that my feelings are just simply feelings. And it's totally. like, maybe Chris is mad at me. Actually, no, that's just a thought that right. is like, not true at all yeah. I'm, I'm making a big assumption right and then, whew, that spits out the other side i think that's where your leadership team needs to be able to help right, right. you get to mediate it was, i wouldn't even necessarily call it a huge mediation it's i mean assuming that it's that conversation that you're having right now it could be as simple as hey this this is something that we need to that you need to address internally like they're not saying anything wrong to you and it's an expectation here yeah. and there is probably an opportunity for some empathy from leadership hey is everything going on is everything okay you know in general and you may or may not get something out of that you can't expect somebody to share what's going on in their personal lives but if their personal life is affecting real work and this is the conversation the one you're, you're kind of laying on the table here what it is is hey if somebody asks you to get milk like it's not personal anymore. And I understand that you're having a hard time with that, but we need to move past that. And that's, that becomes, then it is performance yeah, management, then we're in some performance capacity, management. cultural performance yeah. management. And there can be a suggestion, Hey, it sounds like something's going on that you're not able to hear this stuff really well. And you're going to need to like, maybe look into some stuff in, in your external life to like some tools and some things. Cause we can't be everything for everyone. We can't be therapists as owners and leaders. We can try our best no, and we yeah. should, 
there's no possible way for us to be everything for everyone. And so you do have to encourage people to go seek their own help. I mean, I know I've gotten it. I know you've gotten help and work on tools from professionals like therapists and psychiatrists and things like that. So there's wisdom in that too. And some of that is going to be in everybody's life in some capacity somewhere. Yeah. So no, I hear you. The The line is, I guess it's where you build in the support. And if feedback is part of that support, then all of that we just talked about becomes less gray and it becomes less frustrating. And there's, there's answers at least as to what, what happens next, right? right? If you don't have answers to what's next, then it actually becomes dramatic. And I've been in many companies where it's just dramatic and it's like, so-and-so didn't like so-and-so and so-and-so use the term fire. And I think they like mean that they're talking about chicks and it's like, it's like, it gets all dry <laughs> and it's like, dang, dude, everybody's like, let's just figure this out and talk to each other and not just turn into the gossip train. Yeah. No, what you said sounds good. And that's, you know, that seems about right on. Cause that's basically what we do. I think it's, I just have to bring it up because I feel there's a really big tension in the culture between being able to express yourself and actually just understanding when you need to take ownership of what you need to do. And there's a lot mm. of examples with that in work. Like one of the examples that we give in orientation is around naming and claiming when you're having a bad day, because I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So let's say you're having a terrible day and you come to work and you say, go to your uh, coordinator, go to your team leader, Jared, I'm here for work. I just want to let you know, I'm having a fucking terrible day. This happened, that happened, this happened. I'm just grumpy as shit, and I just wanted to put it out there. I just wanted to put it out there. And then Jared can say, cool, yeah, thanks for sharing. That's awesome. That's fine. Once you step on the floor and push the buttons to clock in, all of that has to go away because now you have a promise to the guest, you have a promise to yourself as a professional, and you have a promise to the organization to upkeep and all your teammates. So it's like... At that point, once you've decided to enter into the work sphere, you have to handle those problems for yourself and not let them bleed into your work. Yeah. And both of those things are okay. It's not okay to say, hey, I'm having a crappy day, so I'm just going to fucking call it in. I'm just going to be behind the counter and be grumpy as shit because that's what I deserve because I'm just really expressing my feelings. Right. You know, and that's, that's how the feedback thing can go if there's no resolution yeah, yeah. or path to resolution Absolutely. it's just i just feel like you don't like me yeah. i just feel like you're being really harsh and it's like well i'm not right um and that seems to be a pervasive thing that's like yeah we can express ourselves at work and we can also show up and be a professional at the same time right both those things can coexist and that's kind of cool yeah there's take that to the bank what time is it time for party time just hit the button let's go again Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places. YouTube, Instagram, we're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week.